Welcome to Ready, Set, Sold with your host, Brian Vogt. Are you wanting or even thinking about selling your house but don't know where to start? Good thing you've found Ready, Set, Sold. And now, real estate broker, Brian Vogt. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Vogt. I hope you're having a fantastic Saturday and a fantastic weekend. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Again, we were talking about Texas the last two weeks, and now we've got Florida, South Carolina, I think Alabama, all those southern areas have had gotten hit by a storm, uh, hurricane situation. And again, the only good news, at least that I can tell from it, and I happen to have, and I'm sure maybe you listeners have the same thing, a lot of family, friends that live in Florida. And the good news is it seems like it wasn't maybe quite as bad as what they had hoped it, uh, they thought it might be. It doesn't mean, though, that uh, there isn't some severe hardship. So, you know, like Texas and, and, and like, like before, I urge you, if you haven't already, to, to contact the Red Cross. Maybe there's a charity out there, um, whether it be a church or whatever, but do something, get involved, make a donation. I think this is going to be something that is going to be going on for some time. And so your help, whatever you can do, would would really be appreciated, I'm sure. So like I said, that's it's unfortunate. I think, what, Mexico had a, a hurricane and an earthquake or something like that. So uh, hopefully this, the, the hurricane season is behind us and we can move forward and and uh, they can get their lives back together. Uh, that's one thing about America that, you know, in times of need that we all pull together. And again, you know, making a contribution, whether it's a thousand hours, whether it's 10 hours, 25, 50 hours, are just, uh, there's a lot of staging places I know uh, in the Metro East and St. Louis, I'm sure, that uh, you can bring uh, water, you can bring supplies to, and, and what have you. So, anyway, uh, hopefully uh, that will. Miami, Texas, uh, Florida, all those areas will, will, will get better soon, sooner rather than later. But in the meantime, um, whatever you can do would be would be fantastic. With that said, um, kind of going into the show, a little little recap. I've actually been on now for, gosh, it's been over three months now, I believe. My goodness. So if you're a first-time listener, uh, where you been? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But, but again, we've been here for a while. And if you are a first-time listener, thank you so much for joining us. But if you've been with us uh, for a while, you kind of know, have an idea of what Ready, Set, Sold actually stands for. And that's a book I wrote. It was a, became a number one Amazon bestseller called Ready, Set, Sold, 12 Proven Steps to Sell Your House Fast and for Top Dollar in the St. Louis Metro East. I wrote this book this year. And... Uh, Basically, it's it's accumulation. I've been in real estate, gosh, going on close to two decades. And it's a accumulation of things that I learned through trial and error, some of them, and also through uh, courses, uh, coaching, all kinds of different ways that, that I learned it. And it's 12 proven steps to get your house sold. And I say proven because this is not theory and conjecture. This is not, I hope it works. These are things that we have been able to share with with clients that have had that they've been able to have some great success. And I will tell you this: if you get the book, whether you use us or not, 
that's okay, that you're going to have some tremendous success. And, and, and really, that's what it's about when, when you're selling your biggest asset, your biggest investment, and that is your house. And for most people, it is. And there's a few exceptions, but for most people, it's, it's a big thing. And that's why the, I wrote the book. I kind of put all the pieces together. Uh, the, the response has been tremendous. Uh, I thank you for that. Uh, those people that have, have read it um, have given me kind of feedback on it. That, uh, it was meant to be an easy read. It is an easy read. It's, it's definitely more informational, talking about, you know, do this, do that, and has stories in it. And it just gives you a well-rounded uh, understanding of what, what exactly you need to do to get your house sold. The other problem that really comes up is, I, I guess, the selling shows that are, I don't know, 25 or 30 of them, it seems like they pop up every day. And they're always telling you how, if you're on the East Coast or in the West Coast, this is how you can sell your house. And there's nothing really for the St. Louis and more particularly the Metro East area. And so that was another reason for the book. So my goal is to get as many people to have this book, again, whether they use us or they don't use us, just so they have that information. Because we've seen so many people too many times spend tens of thousands of dollars. I'm not talking a couple of hundred dollars. I'm talking about tens of thousands of dollars of improving things that they, they, they didn't get a value back. They didn't get a return on an investment. And that's, uh, that's heartbreaking for everyone, everyone concerned. So easy way, I'm giving the book away free. No strings, no nothing, zero. Uh, if you go to readysetsold.org, not.com, readysetsold.org, not.com, and pick up the book. It will be about a little bit of information. The book will be sent to your doorstep. And uh, take a look at it. If you Look, if you're a year out, two years out, that's okay. We've had people uh, get the book um, that we know that aren't going to be selling for, for some time or they've actually gotten the book for their friend or a family member. So again, all the information that we're going to be talking about during the course of every week is already in one package there, so you can get it, uh, get it and read it and uh, find out what uh, you have interest in. With that said, understanding that not everybody gets to gets to listen to the whole program, that maybe you've hit bits and pieces. I was talking to somebody just this week, and they said, you know, I miss this half section well the good news is now we are and have been on google play and itunes with podcasts and they are separated out so you can go specifically to a certain section or you can listen to the whole thing that's nothing wrong with that but you can go to a certain section and pick out what you want to listen to whether it's you know the whole segment or just a couple of minutes or whatever and get the information you need also, don't forget about the app, 1260 app. It's so easy to load onto your phone. Just go to wherever you get your apps at and put it on your smartphone. We pretty well everyone has a smartphone. We're also on Facebook. You can like us on Facebook, Ready, Set, Sold. With that, let's talk about what we're going to be talking about this week. And it's a little bit, we're going to deviate a little bit away from what we did before. This is a little more of a mailbag situation. These are questions that come up quite often throughout the course of really, I guess, my career, but also just, just in general conversation that people have. And try to answer some of those questions as that you have a better understanding because I find that, that if, if two or three people have a, have a question, it seems that there's five, six, seven, ten people that have the same question. So I've kind of capsulated some of those 
of 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 questions and and I'm, I'm going to be going through those. Uh, one of the questions I just kind of give you a kind of a, a snapshot of what we're going to be talking about. Uh, when should I put my house on the market? Uh, I.e., when should I call a realtor? Uh, that sometimes is 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 a big thing for people. Um, do open houses really work? The answer is yes, but I go into a little bit more detail about that. Uh, how do you know you have good marketing? How do you know that your agent is marketing your home to the best? And how much of a factor does marketing play in the overall sale of a home? Should I have my house staged? Again, these are things that come up uh, quite often. Uh, people ask, you know, should I stage, should I not stage? And we'll talk more about the benefits of what that's going to look like and, and, and the things that you need to be aware of. Also, the tip of the week, and that's going to have to do with as-is houses. And briefly, as-is houses are houses that the seller is saying, take it as it stands. That's really what it boils down to. And I'm going to give you a big tip on that, that how you can easily save 5000 if not more, dollars on doing some things uh, that can help you uh, if you're going that route with the NASA's house. With that said, let's kind of go into our first question. And I get that all the time. Is, is when should I bring in a realtor? When should I call a realtor? And... The simplest answer is sooner rather than later. If nothing else, that's another reason to get the book. I mean, to have that information right there to start working on a plan or plan of action. The reason why I say that is, is many times uh, we've heard these stories, if you listen to the show at all, that people start making improvements. And I was just listening to someone talking about, you know, $10,000 and what have you. Uh, they put on landscaping, they're not going to get back. The reason why I say that is, is is the best time, and this is the best rule of thumb, once you start talking about spending money, that's when you want to call a realtor in. You still may be six months out. You still may be a year out. We've worked with people. We just work with people right now that within a year and a half that we started talking with them. We met with them. We sat down. We put a plan together, found out what, what we can do, what we can't do, those type of things. So it's really, really important that once you start Taking the action of spending money, that usually means you're getting kind of serious about it, at least you know sooner rather than later. Best rule of thumb, that's when you need to call a realtor. You know, bring in a friend, somebody you know, somebody you like, start talking to other people, who whatever, but make sure that you have a realtor that you can trust and that you want to uh, sit down and talk with. With that said, we're going to have more questions that we mentioned before and answer those. You're listening to Ready, Set, So with your host, Brian Vogt. Hey, welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Vogt. And hey, do us a favor. Like us on Facebook. You just go to Ready, Set, Sold on Facebook, and we would greatly appreciate that. What we've been talking about uh, today is kind of a hodgepodge of different things, the questions that come up uh, very often during the course of just, just really talking with people, clients, friends, what have you. They have numerous questions that they have that they're not sure about. I always, you know, I know I'll sound like a broken record, but, you know, that's why the book is there to try to fill in people. Because most people, that's what they really want. They need information. And your agent should be that person to be able to give you information that can help you decide what you should, what you shouldn't do, you know, what, what, what your situation is. So it's really important. 
it's really important to do so. And the reason why I say that is, is we were talking about the last segment, we were talking about when should somebody uh, bring in an agent. And, and I, a good rule of thumb that seems to work out the best, once you start deciding you're going to spend some money, when you start deciding you're going to spend some money in your house, and, and that's okay if it's still going to be a year away. As I mentioned before, most agents get it. And if they don't get it, well, that may tell you something about them as an agent. You may want to search around for somebody else. But they will come in and they will sit down with you and they will talk with you and, and start putting a plan together. And, and what you're looking for is them to be asking questions and figuring out, you know, what is the game plan. And, yes, there are some times where, you know, you walk in and there's nothing to be done. I mean, there really, there really isn't. And it could be a situation where we have seen people that they call the agent in and it's all good. And they say, hey, let's make the move and let's go for it. Not always, but I mean, again, on occasion that does happen. So, again, rather than sitting around, in most cases what we hear from sellers of worrying and, and concerned and not knowing, you know, what to do and all these different reasons that we kind of fill into our heads sometimes and I'm just as guilty uh, with different things myself. But that it, you should definitely, uh, then again, call in that realtor. Very, very important. One of the other things that, that comes up is, is, is do open houses really work? And I, I have to tell you, yes, and yes, and yes. They really, really work. I would say I think now it's like 10% is is getting a, a a buyer to get a contract on your home is is now 10 percent chance uh, of that happening that may not sound like a much uh, to some people but when you're talking double digits uh, that's a significant number and they work on on all different levels and that's just so you understand that that percentage is based on a buyer walking in, talking to the agent, writing an offer, or potentially a client that has an agent, sees the house, and goes back and says, I want to buy this house, and you have a deal. What it doesn't take into consideration, and that's why I say 10% is still a good number, is situations that we've seen. Yes, there can be a traditionally nosy neighbor that comes in and wants to look at the house, but many times that quote-unquote nosy neighbor is coming in because guess what? A friend said, hey, if anything ever pops up in your neighborhood, I love your neighborhood, let me know. And they will literally go out and check it out for them and call them up and say, hey, I think this is a winner. They may not be able to make it that day, but maybe in the situation that we just heard about was is, is you know five, six days later, guess what? They're on the phone with their agent and they're going to that house and they're writing a contract. And those things are just impossible to track. You know, how, you know, how do you put those pieces together? It's those type of things that happen quite often. A situation where someone goes into an open house one week and next week, the, the same person calls up their agent and says, hey, I want to take another look at this house. Again, creates a deal. Gets the house sold. Some of the myths about open houses, uh, I'd say there's probably three of them. Price points. Uh, we've seen people have success at $80,000 and $800,000. So that's not a, a barrier. I think the other myth about it, though, on the same token, is that every house has to have an open house. I will say from our, our perspective, working in the Shiloh, in the O'Fallon, 
Lynn Carbon, Edwardsville, Belwell, Swansea, down south, down Waterloo, all those areas. It's so, it's not so much city, it's just location. There are a few places where it doesn't seem to work as well, and why that is, I have no idea. But it just doesn't seem to work as well. And I think the, I think the third myth is that if you have video or if you have marketing, that people, you're doing an open house. And it's just simply not true. It would, it, you would have to think that buyers are sitting in their, their houses, on their computer, on their iPads, even on their phone, and saying, I like that one, call an agent, and let's write a contract without ever seeing it. And so it's a great opportunity for people to go out and gather information, buyers to get, gather information. So sometimes, and it's usually agents that don't want to do open houses or that's not what they do. I disagree with it, but that's, that's, that's up to them. Uh, will say that, well, you don't really need one because of this and that and that, that, that the video we have and the pictures we have. Look, buying a home is an emotional decision for buyers. And as good as videos and those things can be, it doesn't give you the lay of the land. It doesn't, it doesn't give the feel of walking into a house and just maybe the smell of brownies or, or, or just different things. There's just so many factors that come into play that, that actually going in and seeing that house uh, can make all the difference in the world. So having open houses um, is, is, to me, is, is, is a no-brainer. Now, if you're the seller and if you choose not to, it's not that you know we or other agents that do open houses sit around and talk about, uh, well, you have to do it, you have to do it. If you don't want to, of course, you don't have to. But we do, we do want to definitely open up up your eyes of possible of the possibilities that you could have. And yes, there are sometimes the the buyer doesn't want that, and there are people that we work with that maybe get them to a different house, and, and that happens too. I don't want to say that that never happens too. But it's usually more geared for the seller. Usually, if they're doing them, hopefully the way uh, they should be doing them, that we may talk about a little bit later in the next segment. So, all in all, open houses do work. Uh, understanding open houses have literally, in the same format, been around for sixty years. Okay, so they've they, they, they've gone past the internet. They've you know they, they've survived all these things, uh, all the technology, all the apps, everything else. Okay. And I don't know, in America, it seems like if something lasts that long and it's still going on, it's, it's, it's doing some good. And not just the agents, it's doing good for sellers too. And, and they're having some great success. Otherwise, you know, they would be gone. So open houses, again, very high up on those. Uh, you should definitely be talking with your agent, asking them if they do open houses. If they don't, you might want to ask them why. Again, the information I just talked about that you can have some great success with it and get some excitement. And I just really kind of touched a little bit about what you can do with open houses. In the next segment, I might talk a little bit more about how you can uh, do open houses even even better. And that's really with having a plan. And that's, that's really important, too. Uh, most top agents have a plan when they do open houses. So with that said, um, you've been listening to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Boat. Hey, you know, there's information, tons of information like this. If you like what you're hearing, go to ReadySetSold.org, not.com, ReadySetSold.org, not.com, and get the book. See you soon. No matter how I try, find my way to the same old jam. 
Hey, welcome back to Ready, Set, Soul. I'm your host, Brian Vogt. As I left you the last segment, I kind of talked about uh, open houses and very bullish on, on open houses. That's a professional opinion. We've had great successes from sellers. Um, just as recently, we had an open house, and the buyer literally came in, loved the house, and wrote an offer. And the seller was very happy with, and it was a win-win for everyone. So again, uh, they do work. Uh, you know, like anything else, nothing's 100%, but again, it gives you that exposure that you may need. I think, though, one of the things that I know we have, we have a, we have a system in place. We have a proven system in place to where, you know, we have, it goes here, it goes there. There's a series of things that have to happen. Uh, there's phone calls, there's texting, there's all kinds of things that we do to to get people into this open house. It doesn't mean that um, your house isn't a great house, but sometimes we need a little bit of love, uh, a little bit more effort, and that we call a system to put in play. I bring this up is because sometimes um, some agents don't have that system. You know, it doesn't mean that others don't, but many of them don't really have a system in play to where they're actually going to be bringing results in. And then ultimately, that's that's the thing that you really want to be looking at if you're a seller is, is that you bring bodies in. I reason why I say that is, is be leery if someone doesn't either have a system or they don't traditionally do open houses, but now they're going to do open houses for you. Many times what we see in just in the businesses is that you have somebody that may may not have a directional sign and they'll stick that in and they're going to do a open house from between two and four o'clock and they come flying through the uh the subdivision at about two minutes to two put that sign up uh say hey i'm here and at 359 they're standing at the door we're getting ready to lock up and they pull that sign and get that uh directional and they're gone and whether people showed up or didn't show up. Um, so that may be not be what you as a seller should expect. So again, having a plan, have a plan of action in. You can sometimes do an open house quickly, but most times three to four days notice. Again, having it set up that this is going to be happening, having a system in place, knowing it's going to be happening, giving time for the, uh, the marketing to take hold, uh, for the conversations to be happening, the taxes, things of that nature, talking to past clients, talking to current buyers, getting them in, in, into the house. Uh, that is usually going to work out by far the best. And so that's, that's really, really in, important to make sure you have that. We've seen it too many times where an agent that doesn't like doing open houses and they say, well, I'll do one as if they're forced to, and at the end of the day, no one shows up, uh, nothing happens, and they immediately go back, unfortunately, to the seller and say, in, in other words, I told you it wouldn't work. Well, that may not be the attitude that you're looking for when you're, when you're hiring your agent for the very first time and, and understanding that, you know, hey, this is a team, we're working together. So that's, that's really important also. The other part, too, is um, talking about how do you know if you have good marketing or great marketing? And we'll start this segment, but I think I'm going to probably run out of time and, and I'll finish it up in the second segment. But just so you understand, one of the key factors you have to understand, and it's in the book also, is how do you hire a realtor? 
And hopefully you know that person, you like that person, and they have a proven track record. And over years of time of different different areas, different locations. Because if you if they have that, then then chances are they have good, even great marketing. So so that's one of the things that when you're looking for marketing, you might there's nothing wrong with looking for marketing, but find out what that person's experience is, and if they're having success, well, they're probably going to have some pretty good success for you too. So that's one way. The other way that we're going to talk more about in the next segment, but just to kind of touch on it, is is what I call. It doesn't happen very often because sellers are much, much more wiser than they used to be. But what I call that shiny ball is when agents come in and say, I have a marketing system that is going to blow you away. That by having this marketing system, just this marketing system, you're going to get whatever you want as far as money goes, that your house is going to sell in in record period of time. And as I said, it's kind of the shiny ball theory that uh, just look at the shiny ball don't worry about anything else this marketing is going to have great success for you most sellers again are pretty leery about that they're much more educated but you know some are not and so i'm going to go in in the next segment and talk more about exactly what i'm talking about being a little bit more specific when i say the shining ball you may be surprised of of what you hear on that hey you listen to ready set sold uh, I'm your host, Brian Vogt. Hey, like us on Facebook. Remember, we have we have podcasts, and you can get them on Google Play, or you can get them on iTunes. So we're everywhere, YouTube. Talk to you in a bit. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Vogt. As I left you with the last segment, um, if you're with this last segment, I'll just kind of recap it. I talked about the the realtors on occasion, and they tend to be the less experienced one, at least that's what we see, that have what I call the shiny ball. And just look at the shiny ball and don't worry about anything else And when it comes to marketing. And what I mean by that a little bit more specifically is there are... There, there are things out there that we see every week. And I literally get emails, and it's been going since I've been in real estate. And to kind of give you an example, back in the day, years ago, there was a thing called the talking house. And what it was was some type of a, a transmitter near the sign, and if you pulled up to it, and if you went to the radio station, the house would talk to you. Now, I didn't get it because, quite frankly, uh, I don't know, people probably seen seen it or at least heard of it, maybe not. There's this thing called Mr. Ed, the talking horse. And that's all I could think about was as a house that was talking was just about as likely to happen as, as a horse talking to you. But again, that was a personal opinion there. But it was kind of interesting because some of the agents had used it and they, they were talking about it. And I just asked a simple question. I just said, well, oh, so you're getting more buyers in by using this versus not using it before. And they said, well, we don't know. And I said, well, okay, then why use it? And they said, because it's cool. And, and too often, many times, that's what happens. And agents you know, bring in these, quote, unquote, great marketing things with no result behind them. And so, again, if you have that situation, do they have proven results that work in 
your area, in the Sky Force Base area, in the Metro East area. Not in California, not in the East Coast, which a lot of them come from. That's where some of these things, ideas come from. That could be or maybe not be something that you want to use. But do they have proven results? Can they, does it have a track record? Because ultimately, that's what you're looking for. When it comes to marketing is, is you're looking for proven results. But also understanding, and I think, again, sellers know this on one end. There's four factors. Marketing is a factor. Again, we talked about you want to have good marketing, and that usually means that when you have an experienced agent that's had years of experience, that they have a good track record, that they have that type of marketing uh, that works. That's number one. But number two, there's other, the three other factors are is the price that you're asking for your house, also the location, and also the condition. And again, if all those three things, uh, one of those things is out of whack, the marketing, whatever that shiny ball looks like, uh, is probably not going to have any success. In fact, it probably isn't going to have any success at all. So if you condition for your home, if your house is, you know, your carpeting is 20 years old, I mean, again, sellers get this. We don't see that very often. But, you know, 20 years old and, and the whole, no updating has happened in, in forever. Or your location is not one that it's a good location, but you're not priced for your location that you're 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever, uh, whatever that number is over, over you know, the location. The best marketing in the world is just simply not going to work. So again, most sellers, I think, get that, the shiny ball thing. Um, but again, just a, just more of a friendly reminder, we, I get that a lot, people asking about marketing and, and, and what have you. Again, what you should be looking for from your, your realtor is do they have a plan? We all kind of have that same kind of you know website. Uh, we have the same websites, realtor.com, Zillow, Trulia, you know, all the major ones, most agents are already on there. The question really is, is after the initial surge, what's the plan after that? Now, I know we have a six-week that we're actually looking to extend it to eight weeks, uh, eight-week program that week after week, there's something else that we're doing uh, for your house to make sure that you stay top of mind. I mean, that's that's important. And make sure that your agent has something like that. And there's other agents that do, do also. But if they don't, you know, understand there's an initial, initial push when, you're, when your house goes on the market. And that is where the vast majority of all of your uh, marketing is going to be. But there's still about a 10 or 15% lag time. And part of that is with open houses. And part of that is, is with social media. And there's, there's other things you can do to make sure that your house is staying in the forefront of, uh, of, of all the buyers and making sure the marketing is working. The last part is that I get all the time is, is should I get my house staged? And it really depends on what you're trying to get. If, if you want to have it staged, there's nothing wrong with that, bring a professional stager in. Uh, many times uh, we've seen that the house does sell quicker. It really does, and so that can be a savings. So the cost factor that you put into uh, bringing the stager in can be very beneficial. It could be a win-win for everybody. However, if the idea behind it is that you're going to spend $2,000 with the hope of getting $20,000 back in return, um, that's just not going to happen. Again, I, I, I know I've seen some of those shows on the East Coast, West Coast. I get it. But I can tell you in this market here, that's just simply not going to happen. You're not going to get 10 for 1. Um, you're probably not going to get two for one. 
again, kind of give you an example, we had a seller that actually wanted to use staging, and they spent about $1,000. Uh, they felt that it was, it was, it was a well-good you know, earned investment, and they got their house sold in three weeks. Uh, their house payments was usually when you put in the interest, taxes, principal, uh, utilities, you know, just all those things combined was about $2,000. So they felt that, you know what, that was kind of a win-win. They got their house sold quicker and they saved uh, $1,000 uh, that they wouldn't have had to spend for another additional payment down the road. So those things that works. Now we've seen another situation where people have spent four or $5,000 on houses and they did not get that return uh, of that forty or fifty thousand, or that ten or twenty thousand dollars. So if you're if, if you're dealing with an agent, or you're dealing with the realtor that is saying that, you might really want to question that. That's that's something that, um, quite frankly, just doesn't happen. It, it's good on TV. It could be good on the uh, on the internet. I've seen those you know claims by different different realtors even talking about that and I, I gotta tell you we just don't see that here in the in the metro east so be leery of that but again getting it done you know quickly and soon uh, getting it sold sooner that could be a great idea for staging with that said uh information like this and more information is in the book if you have a f friend or a family member that's even thinking about selling their house in the next three to six months the market has proven to be fantastic so quite frankly if you're looking to sell your house i'd be talking to an agent now i'd be getting on the phone now the market has had some great success and we want to keep that uh, moving forward with that said uh i'm gonna be back with the tip of the week you're listening to it ready set so with your host brian boat Welcome back. This is Brian Vogt, your host of Ready, Set, Sold. I hope you're having a fantastic Saturday. What uh, what I'm going to talk about in this segment here is, is the tip of the week. And it's usually the $5,000 tip of the week. And in this situation, it's the same way. And that is as-is houses. Briefly, what as-is houses means is, is the house is literally what you see is what you get. Goodness sakes, if the house falls down the day after the buyer moves into it, so be it. And that could be a very, very good way to sell your home. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, many times uh, we had a situation not too long ago uh, where there was a person retiring. They were going to a nursing home. Um, they had lived there for 40 years, and they had not done the updates, and they hadn't done really anything to the home, and they knew that, and they priced it accordingly. Got the house sold. Makes perfect sense. Their, their money situation was was in very good shape, so they were very happy with that, and the house was gone. All good. However, however, sometimes, and this is where you, the, the tip comes in, you want to make sure you're talking to your agent that you understand exactly what as this house is. As this house, in the buyer's perspective, is, as I mentioned before, uh, it's the house could fall down the next day after they bought it. So many times there is fear, trepidation, they're concerned about it, and the problem comes in, and this is where the problem really comes into, is, is that sellers are doing as-is houses, and they're marketing it that way, and they're even pricing in that way, and they're taking a hit when it really never had to go that direction in the first place as as-is. Let me give you a perfect example that just happened not too long ago, and that was, as is is we know of a seller, that their house was 150, they took considerable price drop, they were going to do an as-is house. They lived there for 25, 30 years. That was fine. 
and they did and they sold it for like 125 and they're moving out and life is good no inspections nothing like that that they did in advance the buyers came in and did an inspection uh, to move in and they found out that the only thing that would have moved it from a normal sale uh, from as his house was a co2 detector and some um, uh, smoke detectors which was like 50 bucks so they took a hit of $25,000, $25,000, because again, as his houses usually do, and that's okay, it's situational. But you want to have a conversation with the agent to make sure that an as his house, uh, that they've asked some questions about it. For example, this house, they had just done, re- rewired the house three years ago. They had put in a new, they got rid of all the lead base, uh, the lead pipes uh, five years ago, new roof five years ago. So there was just some minor things that needed to be looked at, and it was no big deal. Yet they took the the approach of that kind of cost, that kind of loss of $25,000. So again, as its houses are good, there's nothing wrong with doing it, but make sure you have that conversation that you know exactly what we're talking about, that you and your agent are on the same page. So you don't have a situation where you lose $25,000 where $200 may have taken care of the problem to begin with. Hey, you guys, again, don't forget about the uh, hurricane victims. Please donate. Donate as much as you can. It's been uh, great uh, talking with you, and I'll talk to you next week. Have a great one.